Welcome back to Higher Health, the show helping you build a strong body and mind so that you can feel good and perform at your best in daily life. My name's Christian Lowell, and today I'm talking about five of my best tips for reducing and managing stress levels. Now, this is something that I recognize as being incredibly important for me to perform my best in life, whether that be on the football pitch, in the gym, working with clients, in my relationships. It doesn't matter what the context is. If I'm not feeling mentally resilient, if I'm not feeling stress, fairly stress-free, there's always going to be an element of stress, but if I'm not feeling in control of my stress, then I recognize that my performance suffers. So today I want to talk to you about five things that for me are absolutely fundamental if I want to feel at my mental best and therefore perform at my best in life. Let's get to it. So the first thing that I've found really valuable is honesty. Now, by this, I don't just mean telling the truth when people ask you a question or when you have the opportunity to express yourself. That's obviously a part of it. But also in the sense of just not holding back from expressing what you're struggling with and just what's on your mind. Anytime that we withhold withhold this sort of information, withhold the truth, withhold how we really feel, it creates an element of inner conflict, of inner tension. It just doesn't feel good. So by actually vocalizing what's going on in your head, um, talking to someone that you, that you trust and that cares about you, it just allows you to view things in such a more rational perspective. And you know, if you're if you're lucky enough, you may have friends who are able to offer um, advice or just be there to listen to you. And that can sometimes be all that we need, just to feel like we're being heard and that we're being seen, that we're being listened to. So take the time to reach out to the people that you care about and go and grab a coffee, go take a walk and just literally open up, be willing to share what's going on in your mind. Um, This can feel a little bit uncomfortable at first. I'm someone who really up until, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago, prior to that, I never really vocalized what was going on, uh, how I really felt, you know, with friends or or with with other people. And, um, I found just over the last couple of years in particular, my ability to feel more okay with expressing myself, expressing my, my doubts and, and my concerns. I've become more comfortable at doing so and it's made a remarkable difference in just how I cope with challenging moments in life and just how I feel. So yeah, go and take a walk around a park and have a talk with, with someone you're close with and just share what's going on you'll often find that then that in turn allows them to feel more comfortable to open up to you and you're just helping each other. And it's a it's a really valuable way to spend your time because you end up connecting deep with that other person and you both feel better off the back of it. So the first thing I'd say when it comes to reducing stress is practice honesty. Be willing to open up, be willing to express your fears and your concerns. It makes a huge different difference for, your, for getting rid of that, that inner tension, that inner conflict. My second tip for dealing with stress is meditation, something that I spoke about with Henry Ash Jepson on my most recent episode. Um, now, meditation is something that I have in the past struggled with. It's been a practice that I had difficulty making a consistent, uh, a consistent thing. But over the last six or so months, I've been able to implement it into my lifestyle pretty consistently and I've noticed a remarkable, um, a really big shift in how I feel just on a daily basis. I think 
one of the the big reasons why it's such a valuable practice is because nowadays and i experience this from time to time as well nowadays we are so plugged in all the time constant sensory input sensory input sensory input whether that be uh watching the tv watching a tv watching um the news all that sort of stuff um listening to music listening to a podcast reading a book talking to people uh, scrolling social media it's a big one i can't forget that like just taking on board more and more information, more and more input. There comes a point we've got to take a step back from receiving and just observe and just be rather than trying to do or take in. So meditation is a really great way to step back from the sensory input and just observe, just slow down and sit in silence with with yourself and with your own thoughts. Now it can be quite an overwhelming thing because typically what first happens when you what happens when you first start meditating is that it is pretty overwhelming. You take a sit down, you close your eyes, you take a few deep breaths, and then the mind gets going at a hundred miles per hour and you're thinking about all the the things that you've got to do later in the day, the stupid thing that you said the day before. You know, you end up thinking about what is the best type of replacement milk to have with your cereal that isn't dairy I don't know just like crazy random shit right I can't think of anything that actually makes sense but you end up thinking about stuff that just you normally doesn't even enter your mind and that's the practice of meditation this is what happens right it's not an easy process at first so if you've had that experience don't worry you're not doing meditation wrong this is what meditation is it's learning to stem the flow of those thoughts to not get so wrapped up in them because you know, you think about it. Sometimes you might find that you you have a thought, and then that takes you onto a different thought, and then onto another thought, and you're there. And next thing you know, it's like you know, seven minutes have passed, and you've just followed your thoughts, so you've not even been conscious of the fact that that you've been doing so. So, meditation is about learning to recognise when you are attaching to thoughts and to step back from them. One thing that Henry um, pointed out on our last episode, which was really really useful and I've started employing into my own practice is mentally saying the word thinking whenever you find yourself starting to wander. So when you're sat there and you've closed your eyes, you're taking a few deep breaths and you and your mind starts to think about what you're gonna have for dinner later tonight, you just say the word in your mind, thinking. And that allows you to go, okay, I'm 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 thinking, let me bring myself back to my breath, bring myself back to that uh to that center of self. So the second thing is meditation. Um for me, it's been hugely beneficial, allows me to feel more slow and more grounded when I'm going through my day. I don't feel like I'm con- constantly thinking ahead, thinking about what I'm going to do next. I'm, a la- I'm, I'm able just to be more here in this moment. And that means when I'm talking to someone, I'm able to really pay attention and actually be there with them, with them rather than thinking about, uh, yeah, what I'm going to do later. And that in turn has such a positive effect on your relationships. It has a positive effect on how you experience your daily life because you're not worried about what's to come or what happened in the past. You're just in the moment. And that's a nice feeling. There's never a problem in the, in the present moment. So the more that you can live there, the better, as far as I'm aware. Now, the third tip I have for you to reduce your stress levels is to keep a tidy and organized living environment. I'm a big believer that A tidy environment equates to a tidy mind, the same way that a messy environment leads to a messy mind. So if you can keep your physical living space in good condition, clean, organized, no stuff just lying around, creating clutter, 
causing carnage, then you're going to feel better mentally. You're going to feel less overwhelmed. And I, I just think that every sort of physical thing that you own creates requires almost mental space when you've got more things more stuff there's an element of almost yeah it require it does require mental space to have all these things so the more that you can organize and declutter your environment that might mean literally throwing some shit out like one of the things i've been focused on not focused on but conscious of doing over the last year or so is reducing the number of things that I have, getting rid of the stuff that has been lying around in in my in my home and that I haven't used for a long old time and I'm just sort of clinging on to for, for no real reason other than like sentimental value, like getting rid of stuff that you don't need. That's massive for you to feel less cluttered and less mentally overwhelmed. Not only this, but I think also the actual act of getting up, moving your body, cleaning up your environment, it can be therapeutic provided you allow yourself to actually um, be present whilst you're doing it. And of course, the movement of your body, that is something I'm going to get onto next. That is so it's so beneficial for you to, um, to alleviate stress and, and to feel good. So that brings us on to the next tip, which is movement. Now, movement's one of those things that I think is sometimes overlooked when it comes to its psychological benefits. Obviously, there's a lot of benefits from a physical perspective and how your body looks and feels, but there's also the huge impact that it has on your mental well-being. So from a, a more physiological perspective, movement literally alters your brain's chemistry. So it causes the production of certain hormones and, um, and chemicals that basically lead to you feeling good, feeling less stressed, more calm, and just generally more positive as well. So there's a literal physiological impact of movement, undeniable, right? That's just basic um, yeah, it's, it's chemistry. It's just what happens when you move your body. But then from like a psychological perspective, there's also a real sense of you doing something important. When you're moving your body, you feel as though you're, you're telling your body that you're doing something important, you're doing something meaningful, and that you're making progress in some way. Now, these are two things that I think we're a little bit um, bereft of in, in our lives these days, just having a feeling of meaning and having a sense that we're making progress in some way, shape or form. So by moving your body, whether that be taking a walk or doing a yoga class or working out in the gym or doing a bit of mobility in your front room, whatever it might be, you are indicating to your body that you're doing something important and that you're making progress in some small way. You're working towards bettering yourself in a small way. There's also for me, from a, again, extending on the psychological perspective, there's just something that's really nice about knowing that you've done a good thing for yourself, right? It's a, it's a nice feeling to know that, especially if you know, say you go to the gym first thing in the morning or you do some form of movement first thing in the morning in particular, you can then ride that wave of feeling positive and, and good about yourself because you know you've done the thing that is good for you. And it just creates like a ripple effect. So then you feel more inclined to go and do more positive behaviors later in the day. So yeah, movement, it's a big thing from a psychological perspective with regards to how you feel mentally. Do not overlook it, use it to your advantage. Move first thing in the morning, get outside if you can, take a little walk, 10 minutes, that alone is perfect. For me, going to the gym, hopping on the bike, hopping on the treadmill, just getting some form of, of cardio in particular, um, just 
is really, really therapeutic and really helps me bring my stress levels down. Um, just because I know then I've done that thing, ticked that box, can then move on and enjoy the rest of my day. But not only that, it also impacts literally my brain's chemistry. So move your body. That's a massive thing when it comes to reducing stress. So the fifth and final tip today that I'm gonna talk about is sleep. Now, sleep is one of those things that I think in the last couple of years in particular has been talked about a lot when it comes to your health and well-being, and for good reason, because it is very, very important. Like if you're not getting enough sleep of sufficient quality, then you're gonna struggle to feel at your best, both physically and mentally. It has huge implications on your brain's function, your cognitive performance. So you can't overlook it. But how can you actually improve your your sleep and your quality of sleep? So first of all, having consistent routine, outlining some consistent bedtimes and wake times that you're gonna adhere to throughout the week ideally, and then just sticking to them. And with regards to that, um, the sleep and wake times, you wanna try and ensure that they allow for at least an eight hour sleep opportunity. So by that, what I mean is, say you you wanna go to bed, or sorry, you wanna wake up at, at 6 a.m., right? To do that, you need to ensure that you're going to bed at least eight hours before that. So that would therefore mean you need to be in bed by 10 p.m. latest. That means that you have given yourself a full eight hour window to get to sleep and to to sleep fully, um, which can be really useful because typically most people don't fall asleep the minute their head hits the pillow. So that means that you're not necessarily gonna get eight hours, but you're not gonna get less than seven. You're gonna get somewhere between, I don't know, seven, seven and a half, maybe slightly more uh, hours of sleep each night. So that's super important. A couple of other things that I found really useful. First of all, supplementation wise, having a supplement of magnesium each day. Um, I think that's been proven to be really beneficial with regards to your quality of sleep. Then supplementations aside, like I was saying earlier, regular movement, the more you move your body during the day, the more tired and the more um, ready your body will be to rest when it comes to the end of the day. On top of that, being conscious of your light exposure in the evening can have a really big impact on your sleep quality. So if you think about it from an ancestral perspective, human beings were not designed to be exposed to to light after sunset. And the reason why this matters is because once sunset kicks in, the human body naturally then produces certain hormones and chemicals that prepare it to, to go into a more restful state to get to sleep. If instead you are you are artificially impacting that by having bright lights on in your in your home beyond sunset, um, you're staring at your phone screen, you're watching TV, exposing yourself to all this artificial lighting, you are suppressing the production of certain hormones to allow yourself to get into that restful state, to prepare your body optimally to go to sleep. So what you can do is, first of all, stop using lights, you can use candles instead, or at the very least, just bring the, the lighting down as much as you can, make it as dim as you possibly can. Um, on top of that, I like to use Blu-ray blocking glasses. Blu-ray blocking glasses? No, blue light blo- blocking glasses, not DVD blocking glasses. Blue light blocking glasses. Um, and these are important in that they block the your exposure to blue light, which is basically the light ex- emitted from electronic devices. So for instance, if you want to watch TV um, later in the evening, you still can do so. And wearing a pair of those glasses will just help suppress the amount of exposure that you get from that artificial light, thus helping you to still have high quality sleep. So those are the main things I think, movement, artificial lighting. Um, I, want, I guess lastly, and this ties 
ties back into what I was saying, using things like meditation and, and to your advantage and using that to help bring your body down to a more restful state, to a slower, calmer state, so then you can go to sleep. The last thing you wanna do is be going to bed when your body's all hyped up. Say you've just been watching uh, something that's quite suspenseful and quite scary. It's gonna elevate your heart rate big time and make it tough for you to get to, into that restful state. So if you can instead do activities that calm your nervous system, like meditation, like breathing, like journaling, whatever it might be, things that bring you into a more calm and grounded headspace that in turn allow you to get to sleep with a little bit more ease. Well, that is all for today. Hopefully you found these tips to be useful. Like I said, these are some of the things that I've implemented into my own lifestyle over the past few years and that I've found to be really useful with regards to reducing stress levels and just increasing feelings of freedom, which, you know, in my opinion, is sort of what we're all chasing, right? It's what we're all after, just feeling free, feeling content. So hopefully you can, you know, think about some of the things that, that I talked about today and think about how you might be able to implement them into your own lifestyle and start benefiting from them in the, in the sense that, you know, when you, when you feel more stress-proof and you're, and you're reducing those feelings of stress, that in turn allows you to show up as your best self, whether that be in physical performance, in a physical performance sense, whether that be um, at work, whether that be in your relationships with your family, with your friends, with your kids, whatever. So pay attention to your stress. Be conscious of your mental well-being. It is the foundation for everything else. Like I said, I hope you found these tips useful. Please be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave this show a five-star rating and a review. It's massively appreciated. It's a big driver towards the growth of this podcast. And yeah, until next time, guys. Peace.